courtesy of Jay Swavey. From fans for the fans. The best place for league updates. The hottest takes on the internet. Welcome to Cal's Call. Alrighty, welcome to Cal's Call, episode two. Um, so I'm Joseph Callamore. I'm Mickey Flynn. And today, um, we're just going to be talking about some things that went on in the past couple of days in terms of sports. Um, so the first thing is going to be the MLB trade deadline. Uh, Mickey, how about you just go over some of the trades that went that went down, um, how they're going to affect the teams that were involved, and, uh, and the players as well. Okay, so there was actually a lot of deals that went on, and uh, I'm just going to talk about the big ones. So, like, Brian Dozier got traded to the Dodgers. I think it's a great trade for the Dodgers, but I really felt like they should have updated or upgraded their bullpen. I didn't think John Axford was a great addition. I mean, it's all right. He has a 4.96 ERA or something like that. But on top of that, Dozier is more of a power threat guy, and he hasn't really done much with his batting average. It's only 224. That's all right. But he does have 16 home runs, so he's more of a home run threat. So I think it could be a hit or miss, but they did have a hole at second. But their um, infield, it's like really solid now. They're not going to miss very, very many balls at all with Machado at third. No, no. Turner at third, Machado at short, and uh, Dozier at second. So that's a pretty solid uh, infield when it comes to fielding-wise. But on top of that, the next trade was Chris Archer to the Pirates. I felt like the Pirates just gave up way too much for him. They gave up uh, Tyler Gladstone and Austin Meadows. Both of them are very top prospects and are going to blossom into the future of what the Rays are doing now. And I feel like the, the Rays definitely won that trade. Archer had a 4.96 ERA. Not very good, if you ask me. But maybe he just needed a change of scenery, so we'll see what's going on over there. Good stuff, good stuff. And then um, how about uh, the uh, – you, you talked about the Archer to the Pirates. Mm-hmm. All right. And then how about the Jonathan Shoup to the Brewers? Uh, Scope, I think, is a very oh, good player, but uh, the, Brewer, the Brewers have a log jam in the infield. Uh, they picked up Mike Moustakis earlier in the trade deadline, who's a third baseman, but they already had a solid third baseman in – uh, Travis Shaw, who they're going to move to second, apparently, and they're going to have um, the shortstop of Orlando Arcia, who's apparently the future. But then they went out and got Jonathan Scope, who's the second baseman. And to me, that doesn't seem like a very good fit at all because they got a logjam in the entire infield. And I don't know what their what their plan is over there, man. Alrighty. And then uh, next, we're going to talk about how LeBron James opened up his new school. Um, it's called the I Promise Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out, out in his hometown of Akron. Um, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you don't see a lot of athletes do that. It's pretty cool to see LeBron be doing that um, for his hometown. Very, very nice of him. That school is pretty, pretty cool. I know with that, they call it a promise free college tuition. They're helping out the parents um, find jobs for low income families. They're trying to help them find out, find jobs to support their own families. You don't hear about a lot of stuff like that happening on a regular basis. So it's nice that that's going on. Um, LeBron is a very charitable person. He obviously wants to do more and he wants to be bigger than sports. Um, that in itself is pretty rare. So it's nice to see that happen- happening. It's very refreshing. Um, something else that just happened, it's um, brand new, is Adrian Wojnarowski is now reporting that Nate McMillan um, is working on a contract extension or finalizing a contract extension with the Indiana Pacers. That's their head coach. Uh, what do you think about that, Mickey? McMillan, I think, is a great coach. He took a Pacers team that was expected to do absolutely nothing and put him up to the fifth seed. And he even took the Cavs to seven games, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah, seven games, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a great hire so uh, or extension, I guess. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else is just happened. I don't know if you saw this report yesterday, but it says uh, a Tristan Thompson uh, sucker punched Draymond Green outside of an L.A. nightclub. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, what is there really to say? I know they don't really like each other. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just show. I think it shows that uh, I think Draymond Green, for the most part, 
when he's on the field, when he's on the court, yeah, he can be a little immature. But from everything I've heard, all accounts, he's a great guy off of it. So it kind of just seems like, I don't know, Tristan's had a lot going on in his personal life the past past year. And I don't want to be like TMZ here and just cover cover stupid stories like this. But kind of shows just where the attitudes lie to where Draymond's trying to be mature. I don't know exactly what happened, but it's kind of immature of Tristan to even, to even punch another player in public is just very immature on his end. Now LeBron's gone. It really has nothing going for him. But, uh, yeah. Uh, how about uh, the Patriots just cut uh, Jordan Matthews? What do you think about that, Mickey? I think Matthews was a great, uh, I guess you can say, get for the Patriots because I think he's a good receiver who just has kind of fell off with the with leaving the where with having Jesus Doug Peterson as the coach. Uh, I think he can still be a good fit. I thought he was going to do well with the Patriots because it seems like everyone does well with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what do yeah. you think? I, I really liked that. I really liked um, when Matthews was in Philadelphia. I think he had some great seasons to begin with. I think that Chip Kelly kind of the way he was utilizing him in the offense wasn't working out that that well. Um, he saw less touches, and then uh, like you said, Doug Peterson took over, incorporated him less, went to Buffalo, didn't do that great. Now he's in New England. Everyone thinks him going to New England was going to be great for his career. It's going to kind of rejuvenate his career, but he just he wasn't able to recapture what he did these first couple of seasons, and it's disappointing because I know he has all the potential in the world. Um, great athleticism. He can be a top-notch receiver, but it just hasn't happened to this point in his career. I heard I heard apparently he's like cousins or something like that with like Jerry Rice. So oh, I really? guess the genes are there, I guess you could yeah, say. That's, that's awesome. I didn't even know about that. Um, also, I don't know if you saw this, Mickey, but online they were showing uh, Zion Williamson of Duke University. He's being measured in at 6'7 and 285 pounds. Now, if he were to go to the NBA right now today... He would be the second heaviest player listed in the entire league, going to Bo- Boban Mar- Marjanovic. That's kind of crazy. You don't see a lot of smaller guys being that big. He's kind of built like a tank. But uh, what do you think about his transition to the NBA? You think he's going to do well? I don't even think he's going to be very well in college. If you've seen the competition that he has played in high school, it's it's pretty sad. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I you know I've seen highlights. I've seen some of the games. Um, but for the most part, I don't watch too much film on high school. I mainly look at college film and, and NBA film. But I haven't seen much of his high school. He, he's playing like five foot five guys, mm-hmm. and it, like obviously you're gonna, um, obviously you're going to dunk <laughs> over everyone like that, you know? Yeah, I I think that is true. He's had a he has he's had he has had lesser competition up until this point, um, and I think he'll do okay at Duke. I think this is somebody who, in an offense, I don't want to say he's like Draymond Green because he's not. Um, I don't think he'll be as good of a defender, nor do I think he'll be as good of a three-point shooter because he's only shot in the mid-20s in high school, and I don't think he'll shoot anything better in college. Um, But with that, he's a great player to have if you're in a very uh, ball movement heavy system. If you're not in an ISO system at all, very free-flowing offense, or you're just making him, if you're having him constantly driving constantly making backdoor cuts and then just running on the fast break then you can definitely utilize him he's a great weapon to have but it's going to be hard if you want him to play iso ball if you want him to do things and create on his own i don't think that's where his strengths lie i don't think he's going to have a great game when it comes to that so we'll see how it goes i think if he was on a team like i don't think they'll have this high of a pick next year but if he was on a team like the lakers where they're going to be moving very very fast they want to be a very fast paced offense even though they're not a three-point shooting team 
they're just fast paced. They want to get up and down the court. They want to be driving it in all the time. They want to just out run and out hustle opponents. I think he'd be a great fit on a team like that. Do I think there will be a team that high that runs that operates that way this high in the lottery next year? No, not really. But for him, he should have his fingers crossed. Either he slips a little bit and falls through with the right fit, or that he just elevates his game and can work on his isolation game this year at Duke, which is going to be hard to do with Cameron Reddish and uh, forgetting his name, blanking on the name, but the number one overall recruit, uh, recruit from Canada also going to Duke University this year. Oh, R.J. Barrett. There we go. I think uh, Sharif O'Neal is a big sleeper, even though he, I don't understand how he wasn't an All-American. Yeah, that was a that was a funny story. They didn't make All-Americans, and then a, a lot of the NBA players uh, actually protest McDonald's because of that. But they should be protesting McDonald's anyway because you shouldn't be eating McDonald's in the NBA. But anyway, um, on to the next topic. What else is there? Oh, um, talking about fantasy football. So fantasy football is obviously huge in America. It's coming up soon. Um, I know Mickey and I play every year. Uh, obviously, I'm better. No. But uh, we're just going to go over some sleepers, go over people that I think are going to do really well this year. I'm trying to pull up my big board here. But uh, what about what do you about, what about you, Mickey? What do you, what do you think about fantasy football this year? Are you excited for it? Oh, yeah, everyone's excited for fantasy football. I would, th- I would say, you know, Antonio Brown's on the cover of Madden. Mm-hmm. There's the Madden curse. Mm-hmm. I would not pick him, just saying. I mean, I, I, you know. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't know about for the Madden curse. I've never been the biggest – wide receivers guy in the first round like yes can they help i've seen gronkowski a lot i know he's a tight end but him alone i've seen him carry his fantasy teams to w's every week i've seen antonio brown put up some great performances back in the day i know julio's had some troubles catching touchdowns in the past few years but i know back in 2015 2014 if you pick him up he was a great fantasy option it still is he just is going to be lacking on those touchdowns compared to somebody like an antonio brown but this year I think we're looking at some great options. I think that Corey Davis out of ten, out of Tennessee. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be going into his sophomore season. I think that's somebody who can definitely break out. Now I'm not calling him a number one wide receiver, but I'm thinking he can be up there in terms of guys in terms of fantasy value. He has Marcus Mariota as his quarterback. He's a great passer. He's looking to excel his game to another level as well. So I think that's gonna be a great duo. I think Delaney Walker out of Tennessee as well is also a great tight end. One guy I was really looking forward to, which, again, we talked about in the last podcast, I'm very disappointed to see go down, is Hunter Henry. He was going to be one of my top fantasy gets this year. Um, very, 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 very sad to see him go down. But if you're looking for a good wide receiver one, Keenan Allen is going to have a lot of touches this year. I think he's going to be a great option. And obviously, now that you don't have Hunter Henry and you don't have that blocking, I think that Melvin Gordon's also he's always a great option. I have never, ever, ever seen Melvin Gordon as a bad pickup. He's always a great value. If you can get him, I know it's going to be hard, but if somehow he falls even the second round, great get. <laughs> Third round even more so. That would be almost insane. But that's going to be great value this year. I'm trying to think of some other options. I think that if you look at the Browns, you could be seeing a lot of production. Um, I know Carlos Hyde's been getting a lot of hype. Um, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, obviously. Now, it's, it's hard for the wide receiver card because they're going to want to they're going to want to get Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry as many touches as possible. But they also have a great ground game. They have Nick Chubb, who I think is going to be have a great freshman year. They have a rookie season. Uh, they have Carlos Hyde. And then they have uh, Duke Johnson, right? Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. They kept Duke, Duke Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, they kept Duke Johnson. He's a great player. Um, so all those guys can do really, really well. Um, Duke Johnson is more of a – they're using utilizing him more in the passing game. So it just depends what type of mm-hmm. league you're in. But – 
if you're trying to focus more on the running backs, then I'd say Nick Chubb or Carlos Hyde can offer some great value as well. Don't sleep on Dalvin Cook. There's a guy who just commented, Patrick commented, Dalvin Cook for the win. I am with you 110%. Dalvin Cook is a steal. If you get him, people are going to forget about him because of his torn ACL. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'd definitely go with that. The Vikings, uh, when you think about fantasy, the Vikings are more of like an actual winning football team than a fantasy football team. I've never got – I remember every single year for the past four years, I've always drafted – who is their tight end? I'm I'm blanking. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle – I've – Always drafted Kyle Rudolph thinking this is the year. This is the year. They're finally going to start feeding him more. But again, they don't utilize him that way. He's more of a pa- he's more of a passing to um, above a blocking tight end. Yeah, he catches the occasional pass or two. But the way they utilize him in their offense just isn't meant for fantasy. And every single year, I don't know why I get this depiction that the Vikings are finally going to change their offense. It's going to be a great fantasy offense, and it never does. Now their defense. Obviously, their defense is always one of the best in the league. If you're looking for a great defense to pick up, uh, Vikings are one of the top ones. Um, them, as well as, who's a great defense this year going into it for fantasy, Mickey? I'm just saying, I'm not saying this because I'm a Charger fan, but the Chargers were ranked the third best defense last year. Okay, I could see that. I think Jacksonville is also another Jacksonville. one. Jacksonville. They have Jalen Ramsey. He's just an interception machine. So all those, all these teams are great fantasy pickups. I think that... I'm hoping, I think everyone's hoping that J.J. Watt finally comes back healthy this year. Him with a healthy Honey Badger, all the all the linebacker, the linebacker core that the Houston Texans have, that's a great defensive unit. Now, has it lost some depth over the years? Yes, but it's still a great unit in itself. If you're looking for a great fantasy team, I think if you're looking at defenses, you got to go Houston, you got to go Jacksonville. The Chargers are a great one. The Vikings are obviously a great one. Eagles are going to be good this year again as well. There's just a lot of great defenses, and obviously you're looking at defenses in the later rounds. But just saying, if you want to know about your defenses, that's where you'd be at. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, I'm a quarterbacks this year when it comes to fantasy, Mickey, what do you think about them? I never pick a quarterback in the first round. I think that's asking for trouble. Like I think I picked the only quarterback I would actually choose in the first round would be Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Tom Brady is 40. I know father time is not catching up to him. but He's I think, never been that great yeah, in fantasy. I've never seen I him. mean, you can get him in the later rounds around four or five. I think that would be a great pick, but I don't think that's going to happen. What do yeah. you think? Um, I think, like you said, I think the only one I'd ever really consider taking in an early round is going to be Aaron Rodgers because I've seen Aaron Rodgers put up those 40, 50 fantasy points to just absolutely dominate the league and just carry teams that are somewhat mediocre, kind of like the Packers in real life, to victories. If you looked at, the, like, no matter where it is, Aaron Rodgers is always going to dominate the game. If it's from fantasy, real life, doesn't matter. He's always a great pickup. Um, someone else, you really got to be looking for a team. You're looking more necessarily at the roster than the actual quarterback. What about uh, Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is, again, like... I always want to look for, for instance, we, we me, Mickey and I both felt the wrath of this when somebody else had him in our league. A Cam Newton in that MVP season, you're looking for a system. You're looking for a system that's perfect for that quarterback in that season, to where you already know they're going to be putting up insane numbers. They're going to be running that offense to perfection. They're going to be taking them down in the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of momentum behind that. I think Kirk Cousins is one of those guys this year. A lot of people sleep on him, think he's mediocre. I don't. I think he's very. I wouldn't say a, like elite to where he's a top five quarterback in this league, but when he's on his game and with great receiver, with a great offensive core, he can be a great quarterback. I don't think he's mediocre. I think he's right there above average, good, not amazing quarterback. Um, but I think he's going to do really well for the Vikings this year. I think having that doubt, uh, 
Uh, Dalvin Cook as his running back is really going to help him. Back in Washington, he didn't have the most consistent running back core. That kind of hurt him. Now at least he has that Dalvin Cook to where they can feed him the ball off the offense if the passing game ain't going right. And now he has another dimension to work with. Not to mention, he has two stud receivers in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen who are going to go off with a better quarterback than Case Keenum, in my opinion. And you have to think about this. I know he hasn't, again, there's a lot of wide receivers that go in the first round that never live, to, live up to their potential. But Laquan Treadwell out of Ole Miss, I really like the guy coming out of college. He's faced he's faced injuries, and maybe he just wasn't ready for the league. But it's going to be his third year this year, I believe. And that's another guy to where I could see him finally stepping up and doing well for the Vikings. He had all the potential in the world coming out of college. Yeah, it wasn't the fastest running back. Um, wasn't the fastest wide receiver. But I think he can actually ve- produce very well this year. He slipped in the draft, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he? I, I he was projected to, to go in the top 15, top 10. Yeah. Ended up going in the late 20s. It was a slip, um, of course. That he was one of the bigger names going into that draft day. It was him and his um, college teammate. Uh, who was it? The, the tackle. Uh, oh, Laramie Tunsil? Yeah, Laramie Tunsil. He went to the Dolphins. <laughs> both of them slipped that night. Um, both great talents, though. I know Tunsil's already done very well in the league and moving on the interior of the offensive line. He's, done, he's been a very great guard. Now it's time for Laquan Treadwell to come in, finally get his catches, finally do well, because I think he can be a very good NFL player. But, yeah. Uh, anything else? You want to talk about running backs? We already talked about running backs. Oh, running back. Yeah, I mean, we semi-talked about running backs. There's a whole lot of people um, to talk about. Quarterbacks this year, other than Kirk Cousins, I think Cam Newton's also going to be a pretty great fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah, um, he lost Kelvin Benjamin last year, but he's always a threat. Always a threat. I think now with his offensive line coming back from injury, I know they had a couple injuries last year. He's going to be a great quarterback. He's always going to be a great quarterback, but is he a great fantasy quarterback this year? I think he is going to I think he's going to come back, um, bounce back in a way. I had him last year. And he did absolutely awful for me. Again, but I always like to look at the guys that didn't do the greatest the year before. Because those are the guys who personally are going to come in and just try to try to kill it. Just absolutely try to kill it. They're, gonna, they're, they're personally going to be on a personal vendetta to try to have a bounce back season. And I think that's what Cam Newton is going to do this year. Another player I think is going to do really well. I already mentioned him in his um, receiving core. But Marcus Mariota, I really think he can do well. Uh, it's kind of funny. I'm, I've been very much so higher on Winston than Mariota throughout their careers. And I still, to a degree, believe that, that Winston is the better quarterback. But right now, in, their, in terms of their timelines, Marcus Mariota is the best go, the best way to choose it. Um, Mariota, I mean, uh, Winston's struggling Can't with everything. Of trouble, off, the, off the field, on the field, he's struggling. I think he will bounce back. I don't think this is a lost cause quarterback. He was not a bust as a number one overall pick. He has all of the talent in the world. It's about putting it all together. And I think he will do that in the upcoming seasons. I don't think this is the season for it, but I think he will at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, David Johnson as well. I That's somebody else. You know, I'm a big David Johnson fan, um, but I don't think he is that great of a play this year. They're going to have rookie quarterback. Obviously, Josh Rosen isn't starting right now. It's probably going to be Sam Bradford. Again, probably. I do not know. Um, Bradford is a veteran. Bradford's a great quarterback. I've never heard anything bad about him. It just can't stay healthy. But I know that the games that he played for Minnesota last year, he was great. I had never seen him play. Well, I mean, I had. But and it's been it had been a while since he had played that great. He can run an offense beautifully. And I think he can do semi-okay. Now, I don't really like 
the receiving core that the Cardinals have right now. I don't think it's the greatest. I think they could do a lot better. I don't think David Johnson's going to come back exactly to the form that he was. I think by midseason we'll start seeing the old David Johnson where he can just do anything he wants on a football field. But I think it's going to take a couple games. So if you're willing to wait and see him get back into form, then yeah, great pickup. Obviously, he's one of the top picks in your fantasy draft. But if you don't want to wait, you want immediate production, go someone else. Uh, I'd be saying go Gurley. I think Gurley's going to be my number one running back going into the season. Um, it's it's hard to say that because obviously their their offense has so many weapons already. They can go so many other ways than Gurley, but he's just so dominant. And I think it's this the hype for this LA team is warranted. This is one of those teams that's getting hyped up. And yeah, people are calling talking about the old Philadelphia Dream Team. And when you hype up teams, they you're only setting them up for to fail or disappoint. But I really do think that this hype is warranted for the LA Rams going into this season. Gurley's a beast. Sue, uh, Sue is a monster. Donald's a monster. There's not a single one of those players that's just hype. They've all at least produced to the point to where that's why they're getting this hype. What do you think about the Rams, though? Well, I don't. I just don't see Jared Goff being as good as he was last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. And I also don't think Gurley's going to be as good as he was last year. Their offensive line is old, and none of them are signed through the next year. So I think that's a big issue. I know Whitworth. I think it's like 37. That's like your left tackle, I'm pretty sure. And that's one of the most important positions. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, how about uh, if you had to choose uh, any young quarterback for fantasy this year, who would you choose? Carson Wentz. Okay. Carson okay. Wentz, for that. sure. I can see that. So I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan because as a, as a person, he's a great guy. I'm not the biggest – Carson Wentz fan on the football field. I, I, I love his game. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be a top five quarterback for probably the rest of his prime, the rest of his career. He has a lot of great features. I'm just not the biggest fan. Now, what, who I am looking forward to seeing come back is my, is my guy, Andrew Luck. This guy, I get it. I get it. He hasn't played football in more than a year. It's been a long time since we've seen Andrew Luck on a football field throwing a football. But... You've got to remember, this guy is the prototypical quarterback to have ever played a football game. He has it all. There's not a single part of him that is not dominant. He can absolutely, at any moment, at any time, set his mind right and dominate a football game unlike any other person any other person on the planet. Reminds me of Tom Brady that way. Totally different personalities, totally different attitudes when they come, how they come to the games, but... He has all. Of, he has more talent than any other human being at, in terms of being able to run an offense and being a quarterback in the NFL. And that guy is who I'm looking most for, most looking forward to seeing play this year. It's not Carson Wentz. It's Andrew Luck. That guy, when he was healthy, was definitely considered a better talent than Carson Wentz is now. Yeah, Carson Wentz's team just won the Super Bowl, but never, ever, ever did. Andrew Luck have anything near the talent level that Wentz had last year. I think if he did, we'd be totally seeing it differently. I think if he would have had a semi-decent offensive line, he wouldn't be in this position. He'd already have been healthy years ago. Now you're already seeing injuries to the Colts' offensive line. I'm worried for him because, again, love the guy. He's a great dude. But I still think he's going to come back stronger, better than ever. I don't know if you've seen pictures. He's gotten into a lot better shape. He is ready to start this season off great. I think he's going to be a great pickup. I think that's somebody who's going to be a sleeper that you can get in a later round that's going to do very well this year. He's literally got no line. I, can you name one guy on the offensive yeah, line? Yeah, oh, 
Number six, number six pick in the draft out of Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson. Best guard prospect to come into this league in forever. Other than Zach Nelson of the Cowboys, or Zach Martin of the Cowboys, my bad. Best guard prospect almost ever. The dude's going to be great. He is going to be amazing. If it weren't for him, and obviously you see I'm wrapping the polo, if it weren't for Nelson and McGlinchey out of Notre Dame last year, we'd be talking about NC State meeting Notre Dame and the Irish. But unfortunately, those guys absolutely, they're maulers. They helped protect, help protect the quarterback, Brandon Wimbush. They beat State. Now, we're going a little bit off topic, but I just had to represent State real quick. Um, other than that, Bradley Chubb, would have, he already did destroy the O-line, but that whole <laughs> defensive line of B.J. Hill, Chubb, Catavia Street, they would have absolutely destroyed Notre Dame's offense. But again, off topic, right now we're talking about uh, Nelson. They have Nelson. They have Kelly at the center position. They have Costanzo at the left tackle. Yeah, he's he, he does have an injury right now, but I think he will be back. So it's, I don't think it's the biggest deal. Between those three guys, they have three rock-solid pieces. Those guys are good enough to keep Luck healthy. Luck is definitely not going to be the same player. He's going to be a little bit more, not tentative, but he's going to want to, he, he, now, he now knows that his body can be hurt in a drastic way. He's going to not be looking to get hit. Not in a skittish way, but he's just going to be a lot more protective of his body. You see a lot of quarterbacks that are, Dec- uh, not declining, but getting older, be like that. That's the style that he's going to now play towards, I believe. And I think it's going to be best for him, and I think he's going to return back to to, um, to his old form. But again, we'll see how it goes. Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm not letting this go. What? Uh, name me a receiver. a receiver. I can't think of a receiver they, on the team. Ty Hilton. Okay. Ty Hilton's okay. been great since he first got to the league. I love Ty. Ty is amazing. Uh, now, other than that, they did lose Moncrief. Uh, they don't have him anymore. <laughs> I can't I, name you the number I, two. I can't, yeah. I don't know if I could name the number two. Um, that's not a good thing. It's never a good thing. But they have Marlon Mack, big Marlon Mack fan. That guy is going to be a great running back. I think he, again, if we're, if, again, we're talking about fantasy right now. If you're thinking of a sleeper running back, Marlon Mack is one of the ways to go. If you can pick him up very, very late, great value. That guy's one of those guys, yes. Is the team going to be that great? Probably not. But is he going to put up numbers? Yes, he is. So if you're looking at some great fantasy options, again, Luck, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton might be an option. My thing is, I again, I love T.Y., but every time I pick him up, Moncrief would always take away his touchdowns and receiving yards. This year, Moncrief is gone. Might as well pick him up, see what happens. And then they have, uh, who's their? Uh, Doyle. Doyle. That's the guy. I love Jack Doyle. Came out of nowhere that one season. Then all the, all the um, Colts fans loved him. Now he's a staple name in Indianapolis. Great guy to pick up. That offense, it's not going to win the most games, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of value there. If you wait till the later round or latter rounds, people are going to doubt him. Let them doubt him. Pick him up. That's my, that's my take on the Colts. But again, if we're thinking about other fantasy sleepers in terms of the quarterback position, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to do okay this year. I'm just trying to think of all the quarterbacks in this league. Who's going to do great in fantasy that's kind of like a sleeper? Because we already know the top guys. We already know Brady. We already know Rodgers. Never been a big Roethlisberger fan when it comes to fantasy. So I don't ever, never try to never pick him up. You have Newton. You have Russell Wilson. <laughs> don't pick up Russell Wilson this year. Please don't. Doesn't have any offense at all. If you're talking about the Colts lacking offense in terms of wide receivers, offensive line, and running back talent, the Seahawks are one of the least talented teams in the league. That's the truth. They have the least amount of talent 
out there in the NFL. What's win- what's going to win them games this year? Pete Carroll. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a great coach. No matter what anybody says, he's a great coach. Personal-wise, I don't know. Great coach, though. Russell Wilson is going to win them some games because Russell Wilson, again, go go pack. Went to NC State for a little bit. Um, but he's a great quarterback. He, he will personally win him game. He's one of those guys, like the Seattle-Houston game last year, where it was just a shootout. He's one of those guys that can just win you a game. It doesn't matter how little talent you have. He's going to lead scrubs to a W. That's just who he is. That's part of his DNA. So they're going to win some games just based off that quarterback, Russell Wilson. But again, if you're looking at the roster itself, that is not a talented team. Please don't pick up anybody from there. I, I get I get that there are some teams, like I was saying about the Colts, that they don't have the greatest record, but they put up some great fantasy numbers. The Seahawks aren't doing either one of those. They're not putting up great fantasy numbers, and they're not going to have a great record. So don't please do yourself a favor. Don't pick up don't pick up any of their offensive players. Don't even pick up their defense because their defense has now fallen off. There's just not a lot of value there. Um, a great pickup though, I think. Again, sleeper. I don't know how he's going to do. I hope he does well because I personally like that team a lot. But Mahomes of the Chiefs. That's another guy. I. You know, there's a lot of the, the only thing that scares me off about Mahomes is there's a lot of hype about him, and I don't like it when you have hype behind you. I'd rather you be a sleeper than someone who's getting all this media attention. Because the thing about, like I said earlier, when you get a lot of attention, for the most part, it's just setting you up to to fail, really, to to disappoint. And I think that's something that's happening to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's going to do amazing. I don't, especially not over the first season of him being a starter. But I do think he's going to be a great quarterback in the long run, and he is a sleeper pick for this year. Now, is he again one of those guys? Like I talked about with David Johnson, is he going to struggle in the beginning of the season? Probably, but will he get better with time? Yes, he's going to be. I think by the time the middle to end of the fantasy season comes around, Mahomes is going to be one of those guys to where. You, pit, you start him instead of your starter because your starter is disappointing you to this point, and he's on the rise. That's the type of guy I see him being in fantasy football. Again, I wouldn't start him from day one. Is he a great backup QB two? Yes, he is because the, at the end of the season, he's going to have some great games. It doesn't really mean much when it comes to winning football games because it's probably just going to be empty stats. But still, in fantasy, those empty stats mean a lot. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles? Well, are you are you a Blake? Let's talk about that. Are you a Blake Bortles fan? Because I I don't know honestly. I've never heard you talk about him. I mean, I think you got. I mean, it's hard to say because he hasn't lived up to his expectations. But I think that he is a solid quarterback that can yeah. get it done. Obviously, you led him to the AFC Championship game. Not to mention, he's really good in garbage time for fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I think he can like excel. I mean, he's got more weapons now. Dante Moncrief. Uh, they got Austin Safarian Jenkins, like of Mercedes Lewis, who's more of that blocking tight end. I think he, he'll have a pretty decent year this year. Mm-hmm. I remember 2016. Yeah, it was the year where everybody still talked a lot of trash on him. And he got all of his stats in garbage time. But may I remind you, even though he was still a horrible quarterback at, up, to, up to that point, and he only got garbage time stats, he got stats and he won me football games that guy was a savior in fantasy football that year i could not believe how great he was every single week i'd go into the week being like man what did i do wrong why do i have blake bortles as my starting quarterback and he consistently proved to me that he was a starting fantasy quarterback last year it was a little bit iffy because they were trying to actually run the ball 
and win games. So it's a little bit different. But I think he's progressed enough to the point where they're going to trust him with that ball going into this season. That He got him to the AFC Championship game. I don't care what you say. You can say it was Fournette. You can say it was the running game in the defense. But I think he was Bortles. He's a great leader. I think he's going to do really great this season. Underrated guy. I don't think he's a sleeper anymore because I think some guys, just because, you know, obviously he's part of a great team, are going to draft him high. Mm-hmm. But he's a great guy to have on your team. If he's there and you don't see any other options that you like, take him. Please do yourself a favor. That's a great offense. Has some great weapons. Fournette's a great option to have. It's going to release stress off Bortles. And Bortles is going to have a great season this year. I'm telling you, if he doesn't, they're going to move on. Because he's only has that. Because I, I, I honestly, if, they, if he doesn't have a great season, then I'm going to be disappointed. Jacksonville is going to be disappointed. A lot of people are going to be disappointed. But he has a lot of haters, so I think he's going to power it through. I think he's going to have a great season. He's a great guy to have. Um, I was looking at some guys I had written down. He's a rookie, and he's running back. And, again, there's a lot of hype behind him, so I don't like hype. But Saquon Barkley is out of this world. He's a next-level athlete. This guy is somebody you should be picking up. Might Again, he's just a rookie. I get it. I get he hasn't even played a down but he is going to get stats, guys. He might not be the most consistent guy, but he will get you a touchdown here or there. He will get you a reception here or there. It's going to change your team. That's the type of guy you want. Again, again, there's a lot of hype behind him, though, so don't pick him that early. But if you can pick him, pick him. If somebody else picks him in the first round way above where he should be picked, let them do that because they're falling for the hype and they're going to get a bad value. But if you can get good value for him, I'm all about getting good value in, in the middle-tier drafts. I'm ne- I've never been a star guy for fantasy. I've been a consistency guy. If you want to win your league, base your league, base your roster off consistency. Don't be top heavy. There's a lot of injuries in football. The, even the best guys get injured and are out a game or two. Do not rely on winning games on your star players. Build a consistent lineup filled with great guys, not amazing guys, great guys. That's how you win your league because it's not about... Fantasy football is not about just one guy carrying. Yes, it'll happen. You'll have a great team and still get upset on weeks. But it's about having a team that is consistently great, has great, has just great value from your number one guy to your last guy. You've got to have a great overall team. It's not just about your stars. Remember that. And going into that, I think this is a good guy to talk about. Joe Mixon of the Bengals. Going to be a sophomore. That guy is going to have a great season. He's not looking at a lot of competition in the running back stables. He is going to take those touches and, and run with it. Again, like the Colts, a team that I don't think is going to have a great record, but it's going to have some great fantasy production. What do you think about that team, Mickey? The Colts or the Bengals? The Bengals. The Bengals, I think, are actually they're, – they're a good fantasy option. I always pick up A.J. Green. He's a very good option. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, I, as you said, I think he's going to be a beast this year and really break out. But a guy I think you guys are all sleeping on is Rashad Penny of the Seahawks. No. I saw that guy play at San Diego State, no. and he was the best player I've ever seen in my life. Broke every tackle he scored on a punt, uh, receiving, rushing, and kickoff. Guy, guy's a man. I think he's going to be very good in the NFL. I know a lot of people don't agree with me, and a lot of people gave that grade a C when they picked him, but I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be a bad player. Do I think he was a reach? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Do I think he's going to be amazing? No. Will he exceed expectations? Yes. This year, no way. He is going to be the most hyped back out of Seattle's backfield. The defense, what are they going to, the defense has no one else to target. They're not going to be trying to, they're not going to be focusing that heavy on the receivers. They have no receivers. They have Doug Baldwin. 
I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of his, and I I'm not not, not the biggest fan of their receiving core. I I don't think I I, I know that teams are going to be looking at the run because they already know. If they're not looking at the run, they're looking at Doug Baldwin and, and Russell Wilson. That's it. And even then, Russell Wilson's biggest threat this year is going to be his legs. So they're going to be looking to stop the run. I don't think Penny's going to do that great his rookie season. Will he have a good career? Yes. Will he be, I don't want to say a journeyman, but will he just be an overall good, not great talent throughout his career? Yes. I think it's what I think. Will he make a surprise pole Pro Bowl maybe once or twice in his career? A lot of guys do. He might do that. And he, we might end up looking back at it in his career and be like, he was not a reach. But this year, I think he was. Should have went in the second round. I had him in that same tier of Nick Chubb. Those running backs that went in the second round. Sonny Mitchell. Mitchell uh, or Mich- what do you call it? Yeah, Michelle. I Michelle, think yeah. I, I, had, I didn't have him that high where the patch drafted him. I had him more in that middle tier. So again, again, I had Penny, uh, Chubb, and Michelle all in, this, in, all in that same clump. I like Penny. I think he's going to have a good career. And it is kind of – I get that people want superstars in their first round, but you got to realize there's a lot of busts in the first round as well. Mm-hmm. I, I rather have a decent career out of a guy I drafted than a bust because I reach for the fences. Now, it is, it is good to reach for the fences sometimes, but if you're the Seahawks where they were at, they need talent more than anything right now. They don't need a swing and then make a miss and then have a bust on their roster when they don't have as much talent, when, they, when they're already talent depleted. They needed somebody to be there and be stable. That was Rashad Penny. I think it was a good pickup, but I don't like him in fantasy this year. And it absolutely blows my mind that I was this stupid and not talk about him because I had him on the car ride over here. He was the guy I was thinking of. I want to base I want to base all of my fantasy stuff around him because he's going to be an absolute monster this year. And I feel even worse because I talked about his team, the Tennessee Titans, when I first started talking about fantasy, Derek. and that is Derek. Henry, guys, pick him up. This guy is going to kill it this year. You want him on your team. That's the only thing I can say. I don't have to try to prove him, prove myself when it comes to how good he's going to do. All I can say is you want him on your team. I'd rather have this back on my team than almost any other back in the NFL, short of David Johnson or Todd Gurley. Uh, I want Derrick Henry on my team. He's going to prove himself as a, an elite back this year. I'm talking top 10, maybe even top 7. This guy is amazing. Make sure to get him on your team. No no defenders getting him down easily. Mm-mm. Make sure to pick him up if you have the chance. If he obviously, like I said, if you want to get value, so don't try to pick him up maybe number 1, number 2, but if you can get him in that first round, get him. This is a guy that's going to break out, be one of the top fantasy running backs for the next 5 years. I'm telling you, do it before it's too late and somebody else does it and you're going to regret it all season. What do you but what do you think about Henry though? Henry, I think, is going to prove himself as he should have been the number one running back last year with DeMarco Murray. And I think he's going to have a real breakout year and make the Pro Bowl. And I'm going to say he's going to rush for 1,200 yards. Okay. Okay. I like it. Now, uh, we talked a little bit about tight ends, talked about Delaney Walker. But it's a position that I feel is very underused in fantasy, but it can be that make-or-break option. I'm telling you guys, how many times do you see a game where you're playing your friend in fantasy or you're playing a coworker? A fellow student in fantasy and you lose by two points and it just frustrates you it bugs you all week because you could have made one little adjustment but you didn't he had that one little point that you didn't have and you lost the whole game because of it even if your team had a great game and I'm telling you guys this is where the tight end tight end position comes into play 
it is that one or two points that you lose by that's going to change the outcome of some of your games on a weekly basis. I personally love Travis Kelsey. Great pickup. Obviously, you don't even have to talk about Gronk. If you can get him, get him. Please get him if you can. But let's talk about some sleepers there. I really like uh, Trey Burton of the Chicago Bears. I think he's going to have a good season. Um, I don't believe all the hype that's going behind Trubisky. And I'm not a big UNC guy. Obviously, we go state all the way. But uh, so I don't think Trubisky's going to have that great of a season. Okay. I don't think he's going to even be as good as Jared Groff was the past season. But he's going to do okay. I think Trey Burton's going to be a good beneficiary from that. Um, they lost Cameron Meredith. So they don't have that many options on offense. He's going to be one of their biggest options. Um, if we're looking at the San Francisco uh, 49ers, their guy, uh, George Kittle, he's going to be a great tight end option if you're going to pick up for fantasy. Again, a sleeper. Uh, I think if you're looking for a fantasy sleeper in itself, unto itself, the 49ers are a good option. Their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I don't think he's going to be as elite as people think yep. he's going to be. I think, again, he's going to be that type of uh, not a good comparison for him, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. An Alex Smith type guy. He's going to be good, maybe even great. Like, I thought Alex Smith had a great season last year. Great season. That's going to be the type of guy I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. Like, he, how he said he thought he was better than Brady when he was training underneath him. I don't think he's going to be that good. He might make a couple Pro Bowls because of his name. Yes, he's going to be a very popular figure in 49ers sports for the next decade. But I don't think he's going to be that great. He might even win a Super Bowl. We've seen quarterbacks that aren't that great win Super Bowls before. Joe Flacco did it, even though I love the guy. We basically have the same name. But, again, he's not that great. I think that's the type of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. Very accurate. Doesn't turn over that, doesn't turn over that much. But he doesn't have that big of a sample size to go off of. Um, but, again, sleeper if there is a sleeper. But he's not a sleeper because he gets too much hype. Uh, Jared McKinnon. That guy is going to get some use and fantasy points this year. If you want a great option out of the backfield, not only a great receiver, great running back. They're the, his, uh, he's this 49ers' best option to have out there running. The, uh, he's a three-down back. Put him out there all the time. Great fantasy option. Pick him up if you can. Um, yeah, I, I really don't. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in fantasy. Mm-hmm. We could go on for the next hour about it. We might just because there's just so many players to talk about. I'm looking at some of these guys that we have written down. There's just so much talent in this league. And not just um, veteran talent, young talent. I, it's very exciting. Because typically, especially in the late 2000s, early 2010s, the NFL saw a lot more busts than it did superstar young talent. And now we're looking at it to where there's a lot less busts and a lot more players actually living up to their hype. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, who's somebody else that you think could be a very big sleeper? Jordan Reed of the Redskins. He's always a good play. Always a good play. Always. And He's, not yeah. to mention... Alex Smith is his quarterback who loves to throw to his tight ends. He actually true. made Travis Kelsey like who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be a great fit there. I don't know about which that, that actually, that that was great. That's a great opinion that I didn't even really, I, it was just blanking. I was blanking on. I was just, I was just talking about Alex Smith. Alex Smith, it, again, loves to pass to his tight ends. If it weren't for Alex Smith being the quarterback of the 49ers, I probably would not have fallen in love with Vernon Davis like I did. Because I, I didn't, I, I got into football late in my life. But the person to get me into football is Vernon Davis. I love that guy's game. Great player. And Alex Smith was his quarterback the whole time. He loved feeding the tight ends, and that's who made that's helped who that's well, somebody who helped make Vernon Davis who he was. And I think that's the same thing he's gonna be with Jordan Reed. 
Jordan Reed has all the talent in the world at the tight end position. He has faced multiple injuries. He's faced a lot of concussions. There's no doubt about that. But when he's healthy and on his game, that guy, oof, great fantasy option. Mm-hmm. And again, like I was talking about earlier, he's that type of guy. As a tight end, maybe he gets you 15, 16 points, and the other guy's tight end only gets him seven. That's the type of matchup win that you want on your team. I'm telling you guys, that's the type of that's the type of win you want. You don't necessarily need your quarterback to get 40 points, and then your other guy's quarterback, the, your opponent's quarterback, got 35. Yeah, it's five points. It's going to make a difference, but it's more often than not the quarterback's going to have almost identical, like the almost identical same point. Like the point system for quarterbacks is just so easy. Like they, they, they typically round out at about the same. Even mediocre quarterbacks have about the same points as great quarterbacks. It's never that big of a difference. But if you can get a good tight end compared to some trash tight ends in the league right now, that is going to be where you win those games, especially close games. And when it comes to playoff time and you're facing even better teams and you already have a good team and you need to win those close games, I'm telling you, having a, having a great tight end is going to change a lot. Having a great kicker is going to change a lot. Obviously, um, what's his name? Out of uh, New England, he and he even didn't he didn't even do that well last year. Jan, uh, Janikowski, the, the kicker, right? Oh, Not Janikowski! Oh my uh, God! What's his name? Uh, Steph Steven. Ah uh, man, I how am I blanking on this? He's like one of the best kickers in the league, but he even struggled last year. And that was a fun fact: was that all of the kickers last year in the National Football League really struggled. They struggled with the new kicking rule. Goskowski. Goskowski. They. You finding a good kicker is going to change your team. It's those little things that are going to change it. It's going to win you games and it's going to win you that championship. I'm telling you, if you take if you take fantasy seriously like you should, because it is very fun. It's something that only takes a couple minutes out of your day each day. You do it for the week. You get to beat your friends. You get to brag about it. It's a great thing to do if you're not already doing it. And here's and you're already listening to us. So listen to our takes. Have a great fantasy football team because fantasy is one of the most fun things to do out there. It's free for the most part. So do it. It's a great way to kill some free time. But, uh, yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about when it comes to fantasy? I think we're good. I think, yeah. We, we already talked about a lot, covered a lot. Obviously, we're going to have a lot more of these podcasts. This is just episode two. So, we're going to have a lot more time to talk about fantasy football, especially once the season gets going. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about today? I'm good. Are you good? I think we're good. There's really not many stories that happened today. We talked about the Nate McMillan trade. We talked about Jordan Matthews. Those were the main new topics. Then we talked about fantasy. Um, other than that, oh, there is one quick thing. One quick thing. I know uh, I saw the report that Washington's open. The Nationals are open to moving uh, Bryce Harper. I did see that too. What do you think about that? Well, I want to cover that. Okay, okay. I think that it'd be great for the sport if he got traded. He's obviously on a struggling Washington team, but he's not going to get traded because they they're technically they are still in the hunt and they might make a wild card team and they're going to give it one last shot to to win it all with him because we all know he's leaving next year. That's that's my personal opinion. It'd be great to see him move, but I just don't see him moving. But in other terms, free agent David Nwaba comes to terms with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh really? I really like Nwaba. Now that's a guy if you if you know his story, he was Paid for his own tryout to make the Lakers D-League team back when it was still a D-League. Paid for his own tryout. Now he's in the NBA. Great success story. Great 3 and D guy. I I don't know if I mentioned it the first episode of this podcast, but you'll get to know you'll get to know me. I absolutely hate the Lakers. The Lakers are the worst 
franchise in any sport in the history of sports. I hate them to just every part of me hates the Lakers. I can't stand that team. Anybody who joins the team is worse. And you know what? It hurts me because we're about what? What would you say? 20 minutes away from Chino Hills? Yeah. We are so close to where the big baller brand started. And also, anybody else who knows me knows that I love the big baller brand and everything that it stands for. It's the best thing to ever happen to basketball in a while. But now that it's part of the Lakers, I have to hate it. And I have to hate anything that's associated with them. And it sucks because I like some of their players. But I now have to hate them because of how bad the Lakers are and how horrible that franchise is. So, and but anyway... Just so you guys know, I do hate the Lakers, and that's where he started, David and Waba. Great success story. Now he's on the Cavaliers. I think there's a really good opportunity for him to play there. That's great for him. And uh, other than that, that's everything that's happening today. So uh, we're going to sign off for now. Uh, I'm Joseph Callamore. I'm Mickey Flynn. And this is Cal's Call. For all the latest and breaking news, podcasts, and live streams, make sure to check out Cal's Call on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Periscope.